Glory be to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. <clears throat> Many years ago, the explorer Sir Francis Drake attempted to recruit young men for an upcoming trip. Gathering them together, he told them that they would see marvelous things, sandy white beaches, priceless treasures, and gorgeous landscapes. And he said to them that this wild adventure could be theirs if they just came with him. And you guessed it, not one of them signed up. And the next day, to a different group of uh, men, Drake told them that this group, he told them that they would encounter storms that would terrify them if they came with him. Winds would hammer them and blow them off course for months. Water would be scarce. At times they'd be so thirsty that their very souls would cry out for simply one drop of water. In short, danger would be their constant companion. And he concluded by saying, if they could handle these things, the joys of exploration would exceed their wildest dreams. They would be contributing to the world of discovery. Their sacrifice would help change the world. And yes, you can guess it, everyone in that group joined. Some of them didn't even go home to say goodbye to their families. They just boarded the boat, eager for the journey. What made the difference? Why did the first group turn down the mission and the second jump at the chance? Was it that the second group of men were more adventurous than the first? I don't think so. It's not really the men who had changed. It was the message. This first spoke of rewards and the second spoke of challenges. The first offered comfort the second promised suffering. The first tempted them with things. The second offered an experience unlike any other. The Francis Drake found out what Jesus knew well. That an invitation to a journey appeals to us if it holds promise to shape us, to build our character. If we are presented with a challenge that will change us, we will be eager for the journey. In our reading today, Jesus offered Peter, James, and John an opportunity to a life-changing journey on the Galilean Sea. That one early morning as he preached from their boats. And the good news is that Jesus makes this offer of transformation by meeting them where they are. God meets us where we are in our moments of life to give us an opportunity for a changed life. In the gospel, when we meet Peter and his friends, they, like most people, are just trying to survive. We can imagine that they follow a routine, getting up each day to do as they've always done, gathering together, preparing their nets, rowing their boats from the shore, 
casting into the deep and praying there's a catch worth the effort. Some days are better than others. Some catches are better than others. But the object is still the same. Catch enough today to make a living. And the question in their hearts and minds as they do this day in and day out, where are the fish today? On this day, when they met Jesus, they didn't have much luck. Their nets caught little. The fish was nowhere. Then enters Jesus, a friend who offers them a change. Put out into deep water, he says, and let the nets down for a catch. And Peter's response is classic. You could just imagine the eye roll, right? Master, <laughs> we worked all night and we haven't caught a thing. But if you want, we'll let down the nets. What happened next was a miracle. Once there was no fish, now they had called for a second boat to handle the load, nearly sinking both boats. No, this was not a sun-stopping miracle. No person was healed or resurrected. The rules that governed physics and biology were not suspended. No, Jesus, the rabbi, the teacher, the carpenter, not the fisherman, the son of God, discerned where the fish would be. And Peter cast out the net in hope. But it was enough of a miracle for Peter and his crew who could not imagine such an abundance, especially after living a life of just surviving for the day. What Peter did seems to be a simple gesture, but I imagine it wasn't easy for him. First, he had to let go of his pride. He had to let go of what he thought he knew. I think the Gospel of Luke is trying to tell us that if we are to follow Jesus, we must be willing to let go. Let go of even the things that we know. Even those things that have helped us in our past. Peter was an experienced fisherman, and yes, in his life, he has experienced some success that allowed him to survive. But if he wanted something more, if he wanted to thrive, he needed to let go of his pride and his trust in himself in order to trust in God. After the miracle, or after seeing the miracle, Peter had a metanoic moment. That's theology, a theological word that just means a moment of repentance. He falls down on his knees and he repents of his sins. And he says, go far from me, Jesus, for I'm a sinner. I don't even deserve to be in the same proximity to where you are. And it was then that Jesus lifted him up and said, get up, Peter, and I will make you a true fisherman. 
I will give you, I will help you transform the world by fishing for people and giving them hope. Peter found his life transformed by that event. At the end of today's story, he left the life of a fisherman for something more meaningful. I pray that as you look over this story that you see that if you let go and let God, you will find yourself filled with meaning and purpose. Enough purpose to find joy and enough purpose to be vehicles of hope for the world. I invite you to let go and let God. Then I invite you to invite others to experience Jesus also. Last Sunday was our annual meeting. I hope that you heard that this year's church's primary initiative will be to invite people to experience Jesus in this place so that they too can be transformed by the love of Jesus. So I invite you to invite people to church, invite people to our dinners, to one of our events, to one of our meetings. Invite them to sing with us. Invite them to pray with us. Invite them to experience Jesus in this community. And then watch, watch for transformation. On Wednesday night, our acolyte master invited our acolytes and to sing with George, Mr. George Kent up there, our choir master. It was a simple gesture. Get these kids together to let them experience sing, singing Compline and, and, and some of the service music. It was simple. It was a simple gesture, but it's a hard one, right? Who wants to come to church at 6 o'clock on a Wednesday night? How many parents did we have to convince? How many eye rolls you could imagine that we all had? It was dark, and all those kids have homework and TV and all of this stuff they could engage with. Why come to church to sing? Why come to church to practice? It was hard, but they came. 17 of us, 17 adults and young acolytes, learning about church and its service music. We practiced how to sing Compline, learning the ancient music of our church, music which generations have sung since the beginning of the church 2,000 years ago. As I sat there in that choir room, I imagined something, though. I imagined our moment of great anxiety and fear. At this moment when people everywhere especially young people, struggle with the fear of losing loved ones. They struggle with anxiety and fear and depression. They struggle to sleep at night. Yet here we were, singing together, being together, experiencing the peace of Christ together. The Compline service was like a lullaby, helping us to understand that all would be well as we placed our faith in the Holy One 
of Israel. Save us, waking, O Lord, and goddess was sleeping, that awake we may watch with Christ and may sleep in peace. Before the ending of the day, join us again. Creator of the world, we pray that with thy wanton favor thou wouldst be our guard and keeper from all the dreams defend our sight from fears and terrors of the night withhold from us our ghostly foe that spot of sin we may not know. O oh, Father, that we ask be done through Jesus Christ, thy only Son, who with the Holy Ghost and thee doth live and reign eternally. They sang much better than I did, of course. But at that moment, I saw a transformation as we sang together. And as these young people learned about Jesus through the church, as they let go and allowed God to seep in. Incidentally, three of those kids went to their parents after that event asking if they could be baptized. Friends, let God meet you where you are. Let go of what you know to follow Jesus and be ready, be ready to be transformed and to transform the world. Amen. Amen. Amen.